The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, just Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, Big Meach 41 and thanks to my producer, Stu Holt, I'm on TikTok, at AlexMeacham41, and I promise, I've got some, don't, don't shake your head, Stu. It's not happening. I have some TikTok videos, <laughs> some fire content. I'm going to get like a $4.5 million TikTok influencer deal from, Stu, don't shake your head at that. Uh. I and and so. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you like a million of it if I get a 4.5 million dollar oh, okay, contract. Okay, let's do it then. Come on. Okay, we now you work got on excited. the routine. <laughs> hey, listen, it is a beautiful day in Cincinnati, Ohio, here in the 513. Hard to believe that it snowed last week, like three inches. It was sun out, sunny, snowed, hmm. sunny, snowed, and now it's like 82 and beautiful. Uh, one of our producers and helper, helpers on the podcast and different things we do is Colin Cruzy. And speaking of snow, regardless of the temperature, Colin wears shorts. And for the life of me, he's, he's, he's moving his head up and down like, yeah, that's right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> for the life of me, I have never understood this this like concept of it could be 10 degrees outside snow and people still wear shorts now Stu, you coach at walnut hills yes you have kids that come into the gym basketball's in the winter time it's snowing outside everybody knows the, the weather in cincinnati in the midwest is terrible during the winter time and kids come in with shorts on and you say to them why do you have shorts on yeah. it's freezing outside What's the excuse every time? Every single time. Every single time. The same excuse. Well, I'm just coming from the car. I'm just going to the car. Not far of a walk. Not far of a walk. That is is not an excuse. Why is it so hard to put on pants? If you think about it, from where the shorts end to where the shoes start, it's it's not much yeah. material. Why, why not put on? Colin, can you come from out of the camera good, here? Good. So so uh, for the listeners out there, Colin is. We're gonna have this is one of the first YouTube video podcasts that we've done, and this is this is Colin Cruzy here. Colin, can you guys? explain? Because listen, you're not the only one. There are other folks out there that do what you do. So there's kind of a, a cult following of shorts, no matter what's going on, folks. Can you explain this? Well, Sue kind of hit it like round the head. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's a, it's a quick walk, you know, yeah, just from the car to the, to, the, to the house, whatever it may be. Um, and then, like you're saying, uh, it's quick. You know, pain is temporary weakness, you know, leaving the body. So if it's, if it's cold <laughs> out, you know, it's... It's not gonna last, you know. It's it's uh, it's just oh quick and easy. That's all I got for you. Okay. Here's what I have for you. Why is it you own you own pants? You own sweatpants. I, I own a couple sweatpants. Yeah. You you own far more shorts than, than sweatpants. Obviously. I, I do. I do. So why is it that hard to put on pants when it's cold outside? What what is what what? Because you wake up and you've got shorts ready. Like it's there's shorts ready to go like on deck. <laughs> yeah. And it's 10 degrees outside. C- can you explain this? Uh, I guess it's just kind of like a comfort thing, you know? It's just I'm I feel more comfortable wearing shorts, so I kind of gravitate towards that and it's just I feel like I'm moving a little faster when I got the shorts on. <laughs> From so. the car to the Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel a little more aer- aerodynamic maybe, so I that's my that's my answer. Colin, you're 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 a great guy. You're, you're a tremendous I try person. try my best. Try my best. But I'm going to break you up that shorts in the wintertime. 
thing you've got going on. You have on. to get me some uh, some of those Shining Star sweatpants. I'll, I'll start wearing those. You know what? What size do you wear? Uh, medium. Medium? Mm-hmm. It is on. There you go. There, it is. Got, I'll be wearing sweatpants in the, in the summertime now. So. <laughs> hey. Hey. Now, see, now, let me tell you this. So sometimes people dog on me because when I go to AU tournaments, which a lot of them occur in the spring right. and the summer, but during the summer months, I'll wear sweatpants and a hoodie to the tournament. And it'll be 90 degrees outside, and people are going, what, what's wrong with you? But Stu will tell you, when you go to an AU tournament, some of these facilities are freezing. It's like it's snowing on the inside. Stu, am I, am I right or wrong? Some of these facilities are ridiculously cold. It's ridiculous. You know, sometimes it's just like, man. Like, you almost be like, you don't even, you, you, you come in all lotioned up, you leave ashy. I'm like, how's this possible? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how is this possible? But yeah, a lot of these facilities, man, it's like you said, it's be freezing. And let's freezing. use that. Let's use that as a segue to talk about this past week. And so, Bearcat fans, uh, I went to Louisville this weekend. There was an AU tournament called the Grassroots Showcase, put on by Ohio Basketball and NY2LA. And I had uh, 12 of our Shining Star AU basketball teams participating in this tournament. Now, what was so fascinating about this tournament, and Stu, back me up on this, just in case people don't believe me. But at this tournament, Colin. There were 53 basketball courts laid down in the Expo Center in Louisville. It's crazy. 53 courts. Stu. It's crazy. It was crazy. It was at one point, you know, I didn't even know there were more courts. Because <laughs> you turn the corner. You got to turn the corner. And you got to keep turning. And, you gotta, and I'm like, there's more courts. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But in every court has somebody on it. It was a team playing oh. on it. It wasn't no empty courts. It wasn't an empty court. Ever. I've been in AU for 20 years. This is my 20th year. Mm-hmm. I have been to a lot of tournaments in 20 years yeah. all over the country. That, by far, is the largest tournament I've ever been to. Yeah. There's just no way any other place can get. First of all, to get 53 courts is... That's a challenge in itself, right? Yeah. Secondly, to figure out the layout and to have the space to put down 53 courts is another piece. Then you have to have that many teams to participate because you're renting out a facility. And that's not cheap to rent out, you know, $50,000 a day or something like that to rent out the Expo Center. So you better have a lot of courts. You better have a lot of teams. That was impressive. Yeah. It was. The whole thing was impressive to me. You know, it really was. You got to have referees. Which, by the way, I want to say this. Mm-hmm. When you have 53 courts, that means there are going to be a lot of shitty referees. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't find. You can't find. You can't, <laughs> if there are three refs on each court, there, there were a lot of shitty referees. There. Oh, man. Absolutely. And I don't mean to dog on refs, but. No, no, but it's true. Were, you know, because you can only have so many. Not every ref can be good. It's not going to be every ref. You know, that's what, 150, more than 150 refs. Ridiculous. One one ref, it wasn't one of our games because I would have called him out on this, but mm-hmm. one of the referees on another court I happened to see because our team had just finished playing. Our coach gave his little spiel. I'm walking away. During the game, he had his cell phone, and he was doing the voice text. He was, like, talking in his cell phone during the game. He was off on kind of the side, and I'm just like, oh. Man, that's that's just he's just 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 stealing money. Sometimes he, refs are. He was the the hundred fifty ref they called. They was like, dang it, we <laughs> need like, one more. Ah, we gotta call Ronnie up, man. Damn, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie the ref. So, uh, but but I will say this. So, Bearcat fans, this this might intrigue you guys. So, one of the cool things about this AU tournament was it was it was a combination of two different. Um, entities coming together. So Ohio Basketball, which is a group out of Cleveland, and NY2LA, which I believe is out of Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, or, or mm-hmm. you know, kind of up northern um, part of the country, they came together to put on this massive. So normally Ohio Basketball would have 25 team or 25 courts maybe, and then NY2LA would have 25. So combined, they have over 50. So they, so they brought their powers together to have a bigger tournament, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things that happened is a lot of the quote-unquote circuit teams 
were at this event. And what that means is they're Nike-sponsored, Adidas-sponsored, or Under Armour-sponsored teams. Some of them were there at this event. Now, they participated in a separate tournament Mm -hmm. from the majority of the teams. So, you know, some of our Shining Star teams, which I think we have some good teams, but compared to that level... We, we're not on that level, right? Mm-hmm. Stu coaches a team. Yeah, Your team, you have good players, but not on that level. Right. And when I tell you there was one court, which was kind of the main court. Stu knows where I'm going with this. He's starting to smile. Yeah. I mean, you, you, if you, Colin, walk by this court, you thought the pandemic's over because there were 500 people stacked on top of each other <sighs> watching this game. And I'm telling you right now, there were future pros yeah. on this court. No Stu, doubt. I mean, seven foot guards. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. The the competition. People was gathered around like it was Walker Park, and I'm just like, no doubt. I'm like, no, nah, sir. I'm no like, question. man, you knew what court that the game was on. There was For there sure. was 53 games going on, but that was the game yep. to watch right there. I think it was court 13. I don't know why I remember that, but it didn't even go in order. I'm like, it was like one, two, three, and then we'll skip it. I'm like, where is court 13? Right. Everybody was, looking for 13? I'm it like, was that man, one <laughs> metal, the really nice, the really nice wood floor, yeah, too. That yeah. was extra shiny. Everybody else had the kitchen floors. <laughs> but <laughs> that's true. There was that there was that sport court, which is that kitchen tile. The kitchen is, tile. That's just an ACL injury waiting to waiting happen. Waiting to happen. But you know, they should have labeled that court because so he's he said it was court 13. Mm-hmm. And they're just people packed on each other. And I kept and so all, all of my players. We're like, hey, we want to go over and watch the the circuit game to see, like, you know, because all of them want to see the next, you know, big thing. Yeah. And I'm like, if you want to get COVID, go go over. It should been <laughs> it should have been court COVID nineteen because court nineteen court nineteen because that's all. I mean, it was. I took a video of it. I was gonna say I saw your video. And it, you saw it. it was packed. Yeah. I yeah. had people. I had people hitting me back. So I posted on my story on Snapchat and Instagram, and I had people hitting me back saying, "Is this right now?" And I'm like. Yeah, they were thinking it was old from like a couple years uh-huh. ago. And I'm like, no, this is right April 25th or whatever it was. Right. And they're like, hey, bro, stay safe, man. Stay, <laughs> stay safe. safe. That's what one guy hit me. He said, stay safe. And I said, I, oh, I'm not even watching. That. I watched it from afar, far. Like I, I stood yeah. on a chair way in the back and I watched a little bit. And hopefully some of those players that are out there are uh, future, maybe future Bearcats at yeah. some point. Because there was a game, I think it was just all sophomores out there that mm. I'm like, the talent I called, I called up uh, Dermar Johnson, former uh, UC great, and we were talking a little bit, and we were talking about the tournament from this weekend, and I'm like, Dermar Johnson was like he was dropped out of the future back in the day. I mean, Dermar was a six foot nine guard, could handle it, shoot it, do it all. He was so far ahead of his time. I was like, Dermar, I hate to tell you this, but. Bro, there were a bunch of yous out there. Like, the mm. game has, or, or people have, the evolution. Yeah. People have evolved so much that you've got seven-foot guards at the at the 16-year-old level. I mean, it is just insanity. Yeah. And, and I'm here to say this. And, Stu, tell me if you agree with this or, or not, or if you, if you think there's a different angle to this. But I think in the future, basketball will change sooner than later, maybe in five years, from this standpoint. I think much like baseball, mm, tennis, you know, these athletes, like tennis players, like you can't tell me, like Pete Sampras, right? One of the greatest tennis players ever. Andre Agassi, um, Rafael, Nadal, I can go on and on. Tell me what college they went to. Can you tell me, Colin? Can you mm, tell me, Stu? Mm-mm. Michael Chang, what I, you couldn't tell me. Mm. And a lot of them never went. They mm. went they, they went straight pro. Same with baseball. A lot of these guys go a different route. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to happen in basketball to where guys are not going to go play college basketball. The high, high-level guys. Right. They're going to go either like Luca and go over to Europe and play and then become eligible for the draft, go to the G League where they're paying six figures now, Go different routes to get to the NBA. Take, for instance, um, um, what was it? Uh, LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball, right? He never went to college. He went a different route. Darius Baisley. Yeah. You talk about one of the uh, – uh, he went to New Balance and became an intern for $1.5 million. Mm. And he trained. 
I think he was. Is he with Clutch Sports? Yeah. Is he with Clutch? Okay, with Clutch. I mean, that, that's amazing right there. And then you get, um, what's the young man from Memphis? Wiseman, right? Mm-hmm. He goes to college. They deem him ineligible after how many games. He never finished out his college career. Uh, he, he's going to be a tremendous pro, in my opinion. Um, but guy, So if you're, a, if you're a high-level kid, Amani Bates, Rayvon Griffith, all these high-level players, and you see those examples, you're thinking now, dang, if I reach a certain level, I don't know if I need college. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to happen sooner than later, and we're not even – so the LeBron Jameses of the world that never touched college, the Kobe Bryants, I think that's what's going to happen. Mm. They're not going to touch a college court. Stu? You know, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, it's definitely going to be interesting as uh, as more and more people see, as athletes see, the, 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 the Darius Baisleys and mm. – Stuff like that. Seeing these guys do it, the more successful they are at it, right? It's like That's okay, the, key, the success, the success of it, right? It's going to be like okay, well, crap. This is really an option, you know. Especially if you're going to get paid versus not being paid and taking exams. You know what I mean? That's an excellent point. So it's not the move they made, but it's the success with the move they make, right? And I think that's a great point. So. Those guys that I named, they're having success. Right. Right? And yep. the move they made, they got paid while making that, you know, that move. Exactly. This is a this is a whole nother podcast. We <laughs> we go I mean, I could really get into the whole thing about, you know, payment, you know, mm-hmm. paying players in college and yeah. um image and likeness type of things, which that, I think that is a that'd be a great discussion um that I might need to bring in a panel for. Yeah. Um but Stu, last thing before I, I kind of jump into uh, some Bearcat talk here, uh, "Walk of a Lifetime," our audio book. We're still working on that, um, updating folks. That so for anybody out there that's not done an audio book, if you've done an audio book, you might feel our pain. But you have to go through this process of. Uh, so we we took, gosh, I don't know how many hours it took for me to record this podcast with Stu, or I'm sorry, the, the audio book with Stu, mm-hmm. and then it goes through a process. Um, that you have to get it. What what what's the, what would you say the term for that is? Uh, get it uh, uh, verified, verified. I guess, or something like that. Yep. As far as the the audio and the um, making sure the quality is right, making sure the format is right, making sure everything is on point uh, before it is actually released. You know, um, just a lot of twists and turns that you don't expect. But uh, I guess it's a. Walk of a lifetime. <laughs> it is a walk of a lifetime. I'm trying to get the the, the book finished, but hopefully, oh, hopefully, it's going to happen sooner than later. And no then, doubt. You know, we're going to get that out. And no I'm doubt. very, very excited for the for the folks to to hear that. Uh, a couple things, real quick. And of course, I introduced uh, uh, my guy over here, uh, Colin, with the with his shorts. He's actually wearing shorts right now, but it's nice outside. So we'll let you. We'll give you a pass on that. Um, yeah, we'll let it slide. And then um, Stu. So we do a lot of different things as well besides the podcast, one of which is uh, we formed a company, uh, Shine One Media, and one of the things we do besides the podcast is, um, you know, we do a what's in your bag uh, seasonal interview series where I interview different high school uh, basketball stars in the greater Cincinnati area. We finished up season one. You can find that on YouTube. It's called What's in Your Bag. We'll be doing a season two. Um, you know, I guess starting in the fall, something like that. Uh, that's been exciting. Uh, that's been a lot of fun giving a lot of young people a platform to tell their full story. For sure. It's, it's been very exciting. But we've worked on a project with a group called ESF CrossFit on Reading Road, and we put together a group of videos, uh, promotional videos for their new website, their new launch. They're really trying to push their business, uh, 80% of their business they're trying to do online. And we went in, and uh, we've done a lot of work with them uh, production-wise. And so, uh, you know, anybody out there needs some video work, Come holler at us, right, Stu? Very good, Shine Media. Shine One Media, and we'll we'll uh, we'll help you out with any video work. Get you some good rates. Get that get that on and popping, and you can you can meet Colin with his. He'll he'll be there with shorts on, yep. regardless of the regardless of conditions. The, yep, doesn't doesn't matter. And he's bobbing his head up and down. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing too, and I, I listen. I don't ask for much um, 
when it comes to this stuff, but uh, running the nonprofit organization I do with Shining Star Sports and working with all the youth in the greater Cincinnati area, we currently have over 30 teams that operate per year. And our goal is to kind of really help these kids learn a lot about the game of basketball, but more importantly, we teach the game of life. And we try to get these kids to college, regardless if it's basketball, whatever it is. We try to get them to college, get them an education, help change a lot of lives. Uh, one of the things that we're launching here soon is we are launching our merchandise, our merch. Um, so we've got, uh, you know, Shining Star merchandise. And the one thing about our merchandise is uh, the proceeds from the merchandise go back to help our players. They go back to help our players with, you know, travel expenses, um, different things that not every kid can afford, um, you know, uniform fees for some kids that may not be able to afford it. So, you know, we per year, you know, we'll, we'll average close to maybe, you know, 40 to 50 kids that struggle financially with um, some different things. So we try to have different unique things set up to help those kids and our spirit wear, our merchandise is one of those things. So I definitely, if people out there, when I post it on my, my social media, if you could help uh, support with some merch and you get some cool merch, we've got some Jordan stuff, we've got some um, quality material, it really help out. And uh, those proceeds go back to, to help out our players and uh, you're helping change some lives. So that's my only ask. I don't ask for a lot of things. So let's jump into the podcast here. <clears throat> Let me tell you what you're going to hear right now with this podcast. I'm excited to actually record this because um, this is pretty much the West Miller, Miller era begins. And I'm going to talk about my reaction to the hire, the Zoom call that Coach Miller and former players had, former players' reaction to the hire of West Miller, West Miller's first couple weeks on the job. And I've got to talk about this because I get hit up so much on social media, and that is Brand Jordan. Um, people always say, when is UC going to return to Jordan? And we got to get out of the Under Armour. I'm going to give you a, a, a couple little, I've talked about this before on previous podcasts, but I'm going to give you some more nuggets to let the fans think about a couple things. Um, so let, let's jump right on in. I'm going to talk about the West. Miller era. This segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. Now, as I was recording my last episode, I, I had all these notes. I had four pages of notes. I was talking about who they should hire and I had all these breakdowns. So during my podcast, you know, I try to keep my phone off. UC hired Wes Miller during the podcast. Um, I didn't find out until we had finished up. Stu Holt holds up a picture of Wes Miller, and it says UC hired him. I'm like, oh, man, I just did a whole podcast on, on this. But um, it, it, worked out, it worked out fine. Uh, I, first of all, thank you for all the support to everybody listening to the podcast. Our podcast numbers have doubled um, since March, um, and I really, really appreciate the numbers are going up and up. So I, I believe Wes Miller was hired, or they announced it around like April 14th or something like that. Um, and listen, from, from my perspective, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, of a backdrop on this. So during, during the time that Coach Brandon was fired, I immediately talked to Eric Martin. So Hugs called me, um, got me in touch with Eric Martin. Eric Martin and I talked almost every single day leading up to the hire of Wes Miller. So I was really engaged with Eric Martin and, you know, kind of his process of trying to be the next Bearcat basketball coach. And listen, I'm a former player. You know, I gravitate towards, you know, my Bearcat brothers. My, uh, my, my former players are like brothers. So we, we'd like to see a former player sit in that, you know, seat or, or stand on the sideline as the head coach leading the University of Cincinnati's basketball program. So I wanted Eric, but when Wes was hired as our new head coach, you know, I talked to Eric, and Eric said something that was really profound. You know, I was kind of like, man, UC should have hired Eric Martin. I don't know about, you know, hiring somebody outside the family. And I called Eric right away, and Eric just said, hey, listen, the timing wasn't right. It wasn't meant to be. He says, but, man, I'm going to tell you, this opportunity opened up a lot of doors for me. 
And that conversation made me feel better about things because I knew Eric was in a good space. Like Eric's going to get his opportunity to be a head coach somewhere. And maybe in the future one day he'll be the next head coach of the Bearcats. Who knows? And he's keeping that door open. So I think the chess moves that Eric is making are, are on point. And I really appreciate that conversation. So my, so after talking to Eric, my mentality kind of changed. And I said, you know what? Wes Miller is our head coach. I want to give him a chance. And I want to help him any way I can become successful as the Bearcat basketball head coach. Now, I took on that after talking. I, I had that mentality after talking to Eric. Now, some of my brothers, some of my Bearcat former player brothers did not take on that same mentality that I did. Some of them were very upset at the university, which I understand. Fans got very upset. They started going at some of the former players, which, listen, I, I want to say this, and I'm going to always back my brothers, but fans, a lot of you all became fans because of Corey Blunt in that Final Four team, because of Kenyon Martin. There, there, there are so many players that you are fans of the Bearcats because of that team, those players. So to then go and attack them, I, I think is wrong. You may disagree with them, right? But I think, I think it's wrong. And I, 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 there were some tweets that were directed at, at, at some former players that I just, I just thought was too much. I'm like, listen, they put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the Bearcat program and helped get it to this point that makes you passionate as a fan about the Bearcat program. So they have a right. They've earned that right to be upset. Now, they can be upset, and then later on, they could have a change in, you know, their mentality. And, and they, they have the right to do that. And so I, I would just tell fans, like, listen, you've got to understand former players come from a different space in terms of who's hired, you know, what the athletic department's doing. It's, 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 it's just different. Okay, it's different. They're not fans. You have to understand that. They don't buy season tickets and sit in season tickets maybe like a lot of people do. Some of them live, you know, far away. But what they've done, a lot of former players, I don't care if you've put on the red and black and you've worn a Bearcat uniform, you've done a lot for the University of Cincinnati, whether you're a Kenyon Martin or you're a John Meeker. A walk-on to the star player, it doesn't matter. If you put on that uniform and you put in that work, you've done a lot for the university. And so I'm going to say that to kind of kind of segue into a Zoom call that we had with uh, Coach Miller, and there were a bunch of former players um, on there. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. So I want to talk about this Zoom call. Um, I received a text message, um, gosh, maybe at a, 12, no, no, I'll take that back. It was around 2.30 um, one day, and it said, hey, Coach Miller wants to do a Zoom call with the former players at 6 o'clock. And I'm like, man, I've got all this AU stuff going on. We've got to be in the gym. So kind of shifted some things around to make sure I was on the Zoom call because so, I thought it was important that I'm on the call. And I wasn't sure how many people were going to be on the call. I wasn't sure if some of the former players that were upset were going to be on the call, and it was going to kind of turn into some chaos, a you know WWE wrestling event. But so I get on it. Uh, Dermar Johnson, good friend of mine, was on there. James White, another another great friend. Ronald Allen, uh, Kenyon Martin, Rodney Crawford, Keith Greger, Roland West from the old school. Uh, I, can go, I can go on and on. There were there were there were more former players on there than I thought would be on there. And I thought Coach Miller did a nice job addressing. It was funny because he started the Zoom call off, which was, was so funny. He, you know, usually maybe the university would have a moderator that would go, hey, you know, welcome into the Zoom call and kind of build it up and say, this is Coach Miller. Coach Miller grabbed the floor and said, hey, I don't know how I'm supposed to start this, but I'm just go ahead and start this. I am so excited to be the head coach of the University of Cincinnati. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. And he kind of just went on the spiel. And 
then he opened up the floor to former players to actually talk and give them some feedback. And I went, uh-oh, here we go. So um, so a couple guys started chiming in, and everything I thought was 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 really good. Um, and then so here's a, here's a nugget. So Kenyon Martin um, chimes in, and he was very critical of the hire. So I kind of braced myself. I said, uh-oh, because Kenyon, if for those that – don't know Kenyon. He speaks his mind, and he doesn't care what you think. He's going to tell you the truth of his truth. So Kenyon goes, uh, Coach Miller, I just want to tell you, um, no offense to you, but I don't know if you saw Twitter, but I was not excited about this hire. And Coach says, yeah, I heard about this. And uh, Kenyon was like, no offense to you, but, you know, I wanted to see, you know, Eric Martin get the job. And Kenyon kind of – opened up and talked about his feelings. And um, he says, listen, Coach, I just want to be honest with you of where I am. And so Coach Miller said, yeah, I, I, I get that. He goes, I played at North Carolina. That's a big family. If North Carolina would have gone outside the family for their hire, outside of Hubert Davis, oh, my gosh. He says, they might have burnt down the town. He said, so I get it. He says, Kenyon, but I want to win your, I want to win your trust. I want to earn your respect. And he goes, you know what? I'm not even worried about that. He's like, because I will. He goes, I know I will. I know I'll win your trust and respect. And as the as the kind of the call went on, Kenyon really loosened up. There were some laughs. And finally, Kenyon's like, look, man, I, I, I'm in, man. I'll, I'll support you. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm in. And that, that was good to hear. I think it was good to hear for a lot of the other former players. Um, and I chimed in. So... Obviously, me being a, a former walk-on, um, you know, I don't have the the, the level of, uh, you know, basketball resume of a Kenyon Martin, James White, Dermar, but um, I, I had a couple things I wanted to say, and one of which was I told Coach Miller on the Zoom call that, you know, I asked that he strongly, strongly looks at one of the former players to be on his staff, and I told him, I'll, I'll be disappointed if you do not hire a former player. And I said, there are five guys on this call right now that would love to be on your staff. You need to talk to all five of them. And if there are others, great, but you need to talk to them. And he says, I hear you, and I'm going to take a hard look at that. And if I feel like they're going to help, he says, you, you, you have my word. He says, you have my word. I'm going to talk to them. Um, and then I also brought up, uh, I said, mentoring. You know, in the past years, uh, coaches have let former players mentor current players. And the pandemic kind of shut things down for, you know, two years with that. But so Coach Miller says, I, I'm with you. I 100% agree with that. We want to get you guys involved with our, with our players, with our young people. Um, and then lastly, I told him, I said, um, you know, Coach Miller, I can't speak on where you come from in North Carolina or where you played at North Carolina and, um, you know, your background. But in our community, in the greater Cincinnati area, community service is very important. And I would hope that as the head coach, you and, you know, the men's basketball team will get involved in, in doing stuff in the community here, working with our young people, because there are a lot of young people in our area that need help. And um, they really look up to Bearcat basketball players, I think, even more than the pro athletes. And he was like, man, you have my word. I, I am in. So I'm about action, right? I, di I did not watch Coach Miller's press conference because I knew what he was going to say. Like, he has the book. He's read the book. He, he's got the script. He's going to say all the right things to get you hyped up. I, I, football coaches do that better than anybody else. But here's my thing. Forget those speeches. Forget the press conferences. I didn't even watch it. Show me action. So you said things on that uh, Zoom call, Coach Miller. Show me action. So after that Zoom call was finished, he was on his way to meet with Mikey Saunders. He got Mikey Saunders to jump out of the portal and come back to the University of Cincinnati. He met with Mason Matson, got him to jump out of the portal and come back. He flew out and met with Tari. Now, I had heard already that Tari wasn't coming back to UC regardless. Now, if UC would have hired Coach Miller earlier, um, you know, I don't know how many weeks earlier, 
Tari would have definitely considered coming back to the University of Cincinnati, but I think that ship had sailed. It was a last-second pitch. Um, I, I know that for I, – I got a text message that Tari's not coming back, so I knew that. But I, I appreciate the action, right, the, the action of going out and getting these things done and being aggressive. And even since then, putting together his staff – um, you know, getting some transfers in from the transfer portal, like his actions, I really like his actions right now. This segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably, and you won't lose any credit or have to start over. Now, after the Zoom call, I got a text message from Coach Miller, and he said he really enjoyed um, – you know, meeting me via Zoom, <clears throat> excuse me, and he said that he wanted to follow up with me on, you know, the community service, uh, you know, some of the assistants um, that he's looking at hiring, uh, the mentoring piece. So he remembered what I said. With everything he's got going on, he texted and remembered all those things. Um, so I said, yeah, Coach, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, thank you for following up with me, and hopefully we can meet up soon. So a couple days later, he calls me, and he says, hey, I'm really trying to move quickly on some things, man. I want to run some things by you. And he, he, he discussed some of those points that I had brought up in the Zoom call. Once again, it's about that action in production. I don't care about the speeches. I know fans love the, the hype-up speeches. They say, oh, I'm going to run through a wall for this guy. I want to see the actions. It's just he keeps showing me examples of getting it done, and I appreciate that. So uh, today is Tuesday evening, um, and he and I are supposed to meet on Thursday, I believe. Uh, we're going to finally meet face-to-face. -face. So I'm excited to sit down and talk with him a little bit and um, just kind of understand more about, you know, what, what are the, you know, what are the core principles of his basketball team? What's he thinking? I know he's built this staff. Um, he's brought in his different staff members. Um, and, you know, what he plans to do moving forward. And I think that's important. And I want fans to understand this. So his first year, I don't expect his team to be great because he's having to, you know, basically patchwork a lot of things right now. He lost a lot of guys. From Coach Brandon to him, he's had to, you know, bring in this this whole new group. So I I don't have high expectations for the for the team from a standpoint of of, of wins on the basketball court. But what I'm looking forward to is the the journey, right? So each year the program getting better, you know, and you can see kind of a, a shift in the mentality and the culture. So I'm excited to to see that. But listen, next year. If the, let's say the Bearcat team comes out and wins the first five games. Fans, please don't start thinking this team's going to be in the Final Four. You start having realist, uh, unrealistic expectations. What you have to think is, okay, we're playing well now. We're, we might not keep this up all year, but this is a step in the right direction. We can see progress, and I think that's what we have to um, keep in mind during this, this whole thing. Uh, now, I don't want to dive into his assistant coaches right now. I'm, I'm not really familiar with everybody he's brought in yet. I'm going to probably learn more about that when I go over there and meet some of these guys. Um, or even the new players. I know he's got a bunch of transfers from the school he was at before, which um, some people were excited about and some fans were, were critical of. But listen, he's got to recruit guys that he feels comfortable with. Um, there's some holes in the boat, and he's got to plug them up. And he's got to feel comfortable with the plugs he's putting in place so this ship doesn't, you know, sinking. So... Um, I'm comfortable with him bringing in those guys that he feels comfortable with. He's still probably got to jump in the portal and grab a couple other guys, got to get some bigs in place, and um, you know, then we kind of see moving forward what he's going to do uh, with his program. Um, hey, listen, I, I, I want to jump on this as, as one of the, the last topics, and I, I don't want to make this a long podcast, um, but I will have a follow-up podcast to kind of talk about maybe some of the things that Coach Miller and I discussed, and um, I think a former player – um, should be announced soon as assistant coach. Um, I can't really speak on that. I was asked not to talk about who that is, but shoot, the way things go, it might be out by the time this podcast comes out uh, with the way things have been going. But let me let me speak quickly on this, and I want to talk about the Bran Jordan situation. Now, obviously, the UC went from uh, Bran Jordan, 
Then they went to the Adidas era with Mick, and then it transitioned into the Under Armour era, which I get. I get the whole Under Armour thing because of the cash deal. You know, uh, I think it was um, Tommy Tuberville. You know, he came in and he had a uh, relationship with Under Armour. I believe he had, even had stock in Under Armour, which I, th- I think was illegal for how he did this. But anyway, Under Armour was a sponsor. There was a cash and, and um, uh, apparel deal, which, uh, you know, worked out fine. But but it kind of, you know, Under Armour kind of hit a, you know, they hit a mount with all this. Um, they were giving out too much cash. They had a lot of bad deals out there, and they were trying to get ahead of Nike, Jordan, and Adidas, and it's just not going to happen in the basketball world right now for Under Armour. Now, football-wise, they do well in that that space. Uh, basketball-wise, Under Armour just doesn't do well in that space. So, an Under Armour deal is, you know, out the door. Um, listen, and I, I somebody sent me a, a, a private DM on Twitter about this and saying, "Hey, why why should we go back to to Jordan when they're not going to give us any cash?" And, uh, you know, at, at the start. And I said, listen, nobody's going to give anybody cash right now. Adidas isn't giving out cash. Under Armour for sure ain't giving out cash. Jordan, Nike's not giving out cash to, to newbies. So I think better so the approach is take an apparel deal, and then in two years you transition that into a cash and apparel deal. You build that relationship and put yourself in position. It's a chess move. And... You may not be getting cash up front, but what you're getting is, think of the merchandise that's going to go out the door. Think about the recruiting that's going to go up when they find out you're with Jordan. There's just so much, so many upside uh, to it. And, and, and anybody out there that thinks there's not an upside to UC going to Jordan at this point, saying, oh, you're living in the 90s, the Huggins era, kick rocks because it is important. Trust me, I'm out there on the recruiting circuit. I understand the dynamics and the business side of college athletics. It is very important. And I'm doing whatever I can to help. What, what, what little I can do to connect the dots to help make it happen, I'm going to do it because I would love to see the red and black with that Jumpman silhouette on there um, and kind of bring everything full circle. That would really make my day. Um, so, listen, I'm going to end on that. And um, like I said, I wanted to keep this podcast short. Uh, I do want to thank all the Bearcat fans for your support. Uh, You've supported this podcast from the beginning when I started through the pandemic. A lot of messages were sent to me as far as like, man, you've made this pandemic a lot easier from a getting bored standpoint, watching Netflix with my wife, my girlfriend. I can get away, go for a walk and listen to the podcast, the interviews. And I really appreciate that. And I'm here to say that the future podcast, um, we've got some amazing guests set up. And trust me, um, if you think we've had amazing guests before, a lot of your favorite players, there's still so many I haven't interviewed. And I strategically have done that on purpose because I didn't want to come out the box and try to hit home runs. I wanted to hit some base hits, some doubles, some triples, a couple home runs mixed in there. And then... It's just, it's just going to build from there. And I think you can probably guess who some of the people I'm going to have on there in the future. And uh, I don't want to say any names, but it's, it's going to be powerful. Uh, and please go back and check out uh, a lot of the interviews that, that I've done. Um, this is, what is this? We're on episode 83. Gosh, I think I have a <laughs> student. Whoa. Uh, you know, I've probably got 50 plus former player interviews and different things. So please go back and check that out. And once again, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, Big Meach 41. And soon, to get a $4.5 million deal as an influencer on TikTok. Right, Stu? Very good. Very good. At Alex Meacham. 41, so you can help me get to that 4.5 million. I'm going to give Stu 1 million, right? Very good. (laughs) For those who don't know, Stu's thing is to say good or very good. And for Stu, he uses good in almost every possible way. Mm -hmm. So, what are the different ways you can use good? Uh, Wherever way you want it. It can mean hello, it can mean goodbye. You use it as a hello. Good. Use it as a goodbye. Good. <laughs> every every time this guy walks in the room, I hear uh, good. 
<laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's oh, amazing. Man. And you have a podcast called The Good Podcast. <laughs> how can they how can they get that content? Uh well, Instagram we are Good Network. Um you can also well you find it on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um you can find us under The Good Podcast. So subscribe, rate, review, check us out. Now, so Bearcat fans would like a couple podcasts you've done in particular. Tell them which ones. Very good. We have Kevin Johnson is on there. KJ, uh, one yes, of the great very, defenders very in good. Bearcat history. I mean, Josiah DeGuar, Ooh. very good, very good. Who else did we have on there? We had some. Oh, we had um, Zach Edwards was on there. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, we had... Uh, <laughs> Who else do we have on there? You have Macy Oteague on there. We have Macy Oteague on there. That's a good one. That I mean, he's not very, a Bearcat, but, but it's very he's a good. national champion and a, and a hometown hero. Absolutely. And my guy, Pat Coyne. Can't forget Pat Coyne. Okay. So, yeah, some, some, some good ones. Some it's, good it's ones. Some good ones. Very good. good. And I want to say, um, and we just found this out recently, Stu, that Colin... Oh, you, you got to feel the crowd. So when yeah, you come here, you got to get on this mic. So when you so when you walk in, Colin, you kind of look at the crowd. So you've got like a whole like book of songs, and you kind of look at the crowd and say, "Okay, this is a this is a John Mayer crowd. <laughs> this is a Hootie and the Blowfish crowd." Which I don't know what that means, but it, it, it's a band. But yeah, yeah. No, I know what I know what Hootie. Oh, okay, I know okay. Hootie, Hootie and the Boat Hootie. <laughs> Hootie, I can't even say it now. I know who they are, but I'm saying I don't right, know what type right. of crowd that is. I got is what you. I'm saying, I got but, you. So I got you, you just fill it out. What's your go-to song? I fill it out. Give um, me the go-to. Like what? What song? Okay, what song universally turns the party out? Well, um, I, I always go back to the classics. Um, <laughs> I go back to the classics. I mean, everyone likes the sing-along songs, especially in like the bar scenario. But you got you got to give us a song, so, uh, like Wagon Go. Wheel. You know, people just love singing that. What song? Wagon Wheel. How's it go? Uh, you know how it goes, right? By uh, well, it was no, covered by you... Darius Rucker. Okay. Um, Who's a big? Uh, I think he's a Cincinnati Reds fan, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a Reds fan. Right? He's a Reds fan. Great country star. Um, so that's one of my classics. I love hitting the '90s too. I love the '90s rock. So uh, Matchbox Twenty. I like uh, 3 a.m. by them. Okay. They're not out there. Okay. So um, I don't know any of these songs. Yeah, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, <laughs> I'm, right sure, I'm sure you'd recognize them, Meech. I'm sure you'd recognize If you them. have any John Mayer material, I'm all in. Okay, yeah. I have a couple um, John Mayer songs I throw out there. So. The greatest band of all time. I'm going to tell you who it is. Okay, who's that? Oh, this, I, I, this, I already know your answer. This but, isn't a debate, okay. right? This yeah, isn't a debate. Yeah. The greatest band of all time is Kings of Leon. I knew you were going to say it that. It is not a debate. <laughs> like, I don't know why even people even uh, debate with me. Right. I, I still, I promised you I'd listen to them more, and I, I haven't, so I need to, That's fulfill, very I need dis- to fulfill that promise. I'm not sure if I'm more disappointed in you wearing shorts <laughs> when it's 10 degrees out, or you haven't listened to Kings of Leon's I, music. I, I, I do listen to them, it's just I haven't like dove deep into all their albums. And their Pickup whole... Truck? Oh my god. They, 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 you could give them, you could say, hey, here's the music, here are the lyrics, sing it, and it's going to sound good. Yeah. Like, I'm serious. Like Songs I never thought I would like, they do, and I'm like... Holy moly! That's a that's a great song, great song. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta increase your your you know your portfolio. Oh well, yeah, and, that, and that's what I'm working on. It's kind of it's like baby steps, you know. Every time you kind of put yourself out there and try something new, you kind of learn something about it, and uh, it's a stepping stone. So I'm I'm working on it. You sound very professional. So <laughs> the other thing too, one th- another recommendation I might have for you. You know, some someone I'm a huge fan of, and I wasn't a fan before. So here's what happened. So, as you guys know, I, 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 love, I love the music of Justin Bieber. And, and right now, the Bearcat fans are, are laughing, so you can hit the <laughs> laugh track. But here's why I love Justin Bieber, because at an early age, I think he was discovered by Usher. Is that right? He yeah, was discovered yeah, by Usher. Usher. Yeah. At, a, at an early age, he was thrust into the spotlight. He was basically on his own, and he was just almost set up to crash. And he crashed. But he changed his life around. And his music now, like he just put out a new album, I think it's called Justice. Uh, listen to the song Lonely, and there's tons of songs that kind of are, uh, reflect where he is now. He's overcome a lot of things. I love those stories of top to the bottom, back to the top. Right. And he's in a good space. Kind of so like the comeback story. The yeah. comeback story, exactly, Colin. And I, I, and I love Justin Bieber's comeback story. And I, think he, I actually think he's got a fantastic uh, voice. Some people disagree with that. So... But here's what happened. So 
I was like, man, I got to go to Justin Bieber concert. So I took my, uh, at the time, my cousin was going to Sycamore High School. Um, I think she was in like maybe, she was a sophomore in high school. So I said, hey, I got Justin Bieber tickets. You want to go? I got them from a local connection. She said, sure. So we go to Justin Bieber concert. We get there early. And somebody named Post Malone is performing. And I'm like, who the hell is Post Malone? Like, this is before... Is that before he blew up, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was the opening yeah. act. Okay. I'm like, who, who is Post Malone? Like, I thought it was going to be like a, you know... I, I didn't know what I was going to get. I thought it was going to be like some guy, like, you know, just a teeny bopper singing and stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm about to sit through some shit. So I say to my cousin, um, her name is uh, uh, Lexi. I say to Lexi, I'm like, what's up with this Post Malone? She's like, Post Malone is, is so lit. And that's when I learned lit. So she's, was, thankfully, I don't think people say lit very much anymore. Is that right? That hopefully, uh, You might hear like a Travis Scott ad lib somewhere in one of his songs. I think that's about Would you most. do one real quick? It's lit. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to apologize I, for anyone who had, had to hear that. I think Stu, Stu started packing up. I think he just turned off oh, your mic. Um, hey, you're the one that invited me over here. I, so. I, I did. I, I, I should have known. Like, don't, uh, don't feed the animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep going. So yeah. I know you will. That's why I better stop you. So. So anyway, so Post Malone comes out, and my 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 you know cousin's like, is like you know Post Malone's is so lit, and he came out and he performed. I'm like, this is actually good. I have become a a big Post Malone fan. Oh, and yeah, one he, of the things awesome. I think is good about Post Malone is he does a lot of cover songs, right? He'll come out, he'll do cover songs, he'll do like all kind of genres of music, and I think that's very very impressive that he has that. You know, catalog of, of de- so I'm challenging you to be the next Post Malone. You can be the Cruzy Mal- Malone, or uh, I'm making stuff up. No, I love I love Posty. Actually, that's why I love Posty is because he I like puts you himself. Posty. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He puts himself in so many different genres, and uh, I respect that because I also listen to everything and enjoy everything. So, uh-huh. big fan of Post Malone. Now, I'm gonna end the podcast saying this, and I'm gonna say that Stu Holt is responsible for this but uh, we find colin to be very very funny and we've challenged him to have a segment on the podcast moving forward which will be a five minute segment called cruisy comedy and if you listen to what he's done so far i mean he's pretty funny so next podcast will you be ready i'll be ready you need five minutes of material and Stu and i are going to help you with it we'll we'll, we'll kind of throw in the ad libs we'll we'll like 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 the amigos Mostly, I just want to ask you guys like opinions on things, and uh, we'll see what goes. So, yeah. I'm I'm excited about this. Cru- cruisy too. Cruisy Comedy coming soon to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Once again, the Bearcat Basketball Podcast is presented by the Healthcare Management Group, and I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go, Go Bearcats! Bearcats. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs>